the first definition of a mother is to bring up a child with care and affection. We mother at home, in the classroom, as therapists, as case managers, and mentors. I'm Christian, a mother of three at home, a mother of the teen girls that I mentor, and a mother of the hundreds of students I've had in my 10 years of teaching. Passing the Crown podcast was created for the mother in you. Join me here bi-weekly as we tackle topics that will help us help build the next generation of strong, amazing young women. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited that you're taking the time out of your schedule to be here listening to me. Also being here to feed into yourself so that you can feed into your daughter and the young women that you work with. I love that. Thank you for showing up. This conversation is a conversation that I have with so many moms. The importance of hearing them out. Sometimes we can feel like we know everything and you need to do what we said do because we the mama. We have to remember that we have to give them a chance to express themselves. We have to hear them out. And I mean hear them out if they're doing something and we're like, why would you do that? Give them time to explain why they would do that. If they didn't do something, give them time to hear them out as to why didn't you do that. Or maybe you want them to do something and they're like, please, I don't want to do that. Or no, I can't do that. Give them the opportunity to explain. Give them the opportunity to share with you their thoughts and their feelings as to why they are doing the things that they are doing. They are their own people. Yes, there are children. And we want the best for them. We want them to do what we want them to do. Because we know we already been there and done it. But we have to give them the opportunity to find some things out for themselves. One of the ways that I can facilitate them being an independent thinker. And being able to speak up and out for themselves. Is giving them the time and the opportunity to express how they're feeling, what they're doing, why they're doing it, and what's going on in their world. Hearing her out gives her the chance to speak up for herself. Show her that her voice matters through listening to her express herself. How I learned with my students. This one time I was fussing at this kid because he was not doing his work the way that I wanted him to do. And it was making me so angry. I wanted him to set up his paper a certain type of way, okay? And in me wanting him to certain his, set his paper up this certain type of way, he had to have it turned a certain way. I walked up to the young man and I immediately, eh, I done asked you three times to start right here. And every time I look over here, you're doing something different. The directions are this, 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 this. Okay. I immediately became frustrated with him. And I kind of, I didn't like 
yell because I'm not really a yeller, but I did have an attitude when I regave him the directions. He was very respectful of me. He waited until I yelled at him. He even attempted to do the work how I wanted him to do it. Okay, and then when I got back over there, it was a mess, y'all. Okay? Y'all know why his paper was a mess? Because one of his hands had been bandaged, and I didn't know this. So he couldn't do what I was asking him to do because his writing hand wasn't working for him. So what he was trying to do was still do what I wanted him to do, but he was trying to do it in a different way so that he can maneuver his paper where he could write with his other hand. I'm sure y'all know that once I found that out, when I wanted my assignment, I felt real bad. Okay, one, I told the kid, how come you just didn't say, you know, excuse me, Miss Burroughs, but I have a problem. But in addition to that, me, as the adult, I should have paid more attention to what was happening in his little section of the world instead of just wanting him to perform how I wanted him to perform. If I would have took the time to hear him out, then I would have already known that and I wouldn't have had to now look at this sloppy work. Or it, it was sloppy and half done, y'all. It was, okay? So I taught him two things from that. Thing one, I talked to him about speaking up for himself, even in a respectful way. Once I finished talking, you could have said, excuse me, Ms. Burroughs, but I'm having problems with my hand and I can't do it the way you want me to. And then two, I learned that if I'm patient enough and I give my student the opportunity, then they could tell me what's happening in their small part of the world. So this particular student, she had an issue going on with another teacher. The teacher just straight kicked her out. Student came to my classroom and she began to talk to me about some things. And I would like to say right here that the student was in the wrong by her behavior. But because of me hearing her out, I was able to pinpoint the part in her mind where she thought that this was all okay. I was able to pinpoint from her story what she told me. Well, okay, but look right here. This is where you messed up because I get that you were feeling that way, but you should not have done this because then this happened. Me taking the time to hear her out in the situation gave me the opportunity to see where her thinking was messed up. Me being the mature adult, I was able to put this different information in her mind and get her to see her situation in a whole different light. My youngest son is now five. He started talking when he was about three. He would get so frustrated about stuff and just start crying and throwing temper tantrums, okay? At a certain point, when it, I'm like, you, you too old now, son, okay? So I'm going to need you to get it together and stop doing all of that crying and whining. Sometimes when you need a little help, it can start a search. And you're going to go searching for all of these great gems that are going to teach you what you need to know so that you can be the best at what you're trying to do. Well, sisters, 
your search, it ends here. We have created the Girl Guide, the facilitator's manual to working with teen girls. Click the link in the show notes to get your copy of the Girl Guide. Trust me, you're going to love it. You'll read about topics from dealing with compassion fatigue, dealing with difficult students, and even have activities on how to build confidence in girls. My friends, stop what you're doing now, go to the show notes, and download your copy of The Girl Guide, the facilitator's manual for working with teen girls. I know you'll enjoy. What I realized was that my son needed to be taught how to express himself. Because I kept telling him, stop doing all that crying and whining and tell me what you're trying to say. Crying and whining is not going to fix that. But if you tell somebody what you need, that could help you. So I'm sitting here telling him to talk instead of crying, right? But crying was his method of me hearing him out. What are you saying, girlfriend? That even if you have a small child, you can hear them out by guiding them through questions. What's making you feel so sad about what's happening that makes you want to cry? What's making you feel so angry about what's happening that makes you want to kick and scream and throw stuff? Don't just shut your child up, even if all they know how to do right now is cry. Talk to them, console them, and probe their thoughts so that you can hear them out in the way that they're feeling. I've learned is seven things. One, when I give them the opportunity to voice their feelings, I am able to get a better understanding of them as a person. When you listen to someone talk, you begin to understand their thoughts and their feelings and ultimately the type of person that they are and how they maneuver and what exactly is they need. This is going to help your parenting because you're getting to know more about your child. One, when I give them the opportunity to voice their feelings, I am able to get a better understanding of them as a person. Two, opening up that window for communication and allowing them to communicate with you, it's building relationships. Three, when I hear them out, I can fix their thinking if it's incorrect. Four, don't be dismissive because of their years of life experience. They still have feelings. Even if what they are expressing to you is not that big of a deal to you, remember that it is to them. Number four, don't be dismissive of their thoughts and feelings. Five, research proves that when you listen to your kids, they are more likely to listen and learn from you. Respond with sensitivity. Respond by letting them know that their feelings are valid. Respond with a nice smile. Don't roll your eyes, smack your lips, huff and puff. Give them proper respect. 
be sensitive to their feelings. Seven, be patient. When listening, give them time to get their feelings out and their thoughts together. Please remember that they are just a child. If you need to ask questions to probe them, do that. When they're explaining, don't interrupt them with why the way they're feeling is right or wrong. Give them time to get it all out. And then when they finish, you can give them an explanation as to why something was wrong in their thinking. But do not interrupt them or try to rush them. Thing seven, be patient. Give them time to get out their feelings and thoughts. Sisters, we got this. We can hear our daughters out. We want to build relationships. We want to make connections. This is one of the biggest ways we are going to be able to do that. Please join me in a prayer. Lord God, we come today asking for patience and understanding as we begin to go through the journey of giving our daughters the tools and the gems of speaking up and out for themselves. As we begin listening to our daughters more, thank you for blessing us with kindness and understanding of the fact that they are individuals and they will have their own thoughts and feelings that may differ from ours. Thank you for giving us kindness and strength as we begin building strong, long-lasting relationships. Thank you for reminding us to hear them out when we feel like we want to cut them off. Thank you for making us better people, oh God. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to raise your young daughters. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen. Before I let you go, sisters, I want to recap those seven tips that you can use when you're beginning to practice hearing your daughter out. When I give them the opportunity to voice their feelings, I am able to get a better understanding of them as a person. Two, opening the door for communication builds relationship. Hearing them out is a part of communication. Three, when I hear them out, I can fix their incorrect or inappropriate thinking. Four, don't be dismissive of their thoughts feelings, and emotions. Five, research proves when you listen to your kids, they are more likely to listen and grow. Six, respond with sensitivity. Watch your body language. Seven, be patient. Allow them time to get their feelings and thoughts together. And that's it. Seven tips to help you better be able to hear them out when it's time for them to share their thoughts and feelings. Thank you for showing up for your daughter. Thank you for showing up for yourself. And thank you for showing up for Passing the Crown podcast and listening to another episode. We appreciate you. We need you, mama. Thank you for being here. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your situation. You are magic. We will talk to you all next week. Y'all be blessed.